office was lined with more than its fair share. Penny didn't know exactly what she'd expected to happen after the taxi dropped her in front of the mammoth gates of BKAI, and she told Gerald, who'd been manning the gatehouse, that she needed to talk to Dan the Man Currington. But it certainly wasn't to be led to a backyard barbecue complete with smoking grill and three guys lounging around on mismatched lawn furniture while arguing about the merits and drawbacks of getting jiggy with some nameless newspaper woman. The third man was wearing a green John Deere baseball cap and strumming an old Martin six-string, looking for all the world like he was completely ignoring the other two. The smell of cooking meat hung heavy in the cool breeze. It competed with the wet, fishy aroma of the nearby Chicago River and the hoppy deliciousness of the open beer bottles. In fact, If it weren't for that whole security camera razor wire thing they had going, Penny would have said the air around Black Knight's ink was less super-secret spy guy lair and more laid-back good old boy hangout. Yeah, Ozzy nodded vaguely, scratching his chin. The reporter thing is a bit of a drawback. A bit? Scarface sent Ozzy an incredulous look, prompting the man playing the guitar to finally jump into the fray. I don't know why you're surprised, Monami, he said, and Penny instantly identified the smoothest silk voice and sweetest molasses accent from a phone conversation she'd had with him during the assignment. His name was Rock, but while the famous Rock was big and bulky, this Rock was lean and wiry and sporting a pretty spiffy pair of scuffed-up alligator boots. You know, Ozzy can't see past the upside of a thing, especially when that thing has boobs until you point out the downside of a thing. Ozzy turned to grin at Rock, and even though he was in profile, Penny noticed the expression looked a little different from the one she'd seen on his face three months ago. It was duller, sadder, harder somehow. Her mind returned to the hotel bombings in Kuala Lumpur, the ones that had left her colleagues, her friends, dead, and started picking at the memory like a scab, What lay beneath burned and ached, but she'd learned a thing or two over the past few months, one of which was how to take a deep breath and push aside the ugly thoughts so they didn't rise up and overwhelm her in grief. She wasn't entirely sure time healed all wounds, as much as it simply taught a person ways to staunch the chronic bleeding. Gerald, heretofore known in her mind as the carrot-topped colossus, must have sensed a lull in the men's debate. He cleared his throat and said, Speaking of skirts, his accent was 100% Windy City, his words running together like cars colliding on the Eisenhower Expressway. We got one here who says she's looking for Dan Mann. Penny was trying to decide whether or not she should take offense at being labeled a skirt when Scarface and Rock jumped from their seats. Ozzy craned his head around the side of the Adirondack chair, and suddenly she was... not scared, exactly. In her 33 years, she'd faced down a lot worse than three flag-waving, gun-toting, pretend motorcycle mechanics. But now that she was here at Black Knight's Inc., on the brink of telling Dan that she hadn't been able to get him out of her head since the assignment, and that she... Agent DePaul! Ozzy crowed, pushing up from the chair and grabbing the crutches leaning against it. He hobbled over and threw an arm around her shoulders, squeezing her tight. The move was made awkward by the crutch shoved in his armpit. Forget about my fantasy shagorama with ace reporter Samantha Tate, he told Rock and Scarface. Shagorama? Christ almighty. 
because my future wife has just arrived. Uh-huh, sure. Because while they'd worked together in Kuala Lumpur, Ozzy had gaily, and quite insincerely, asked her to marry him at least a half-dozen times. She turned to grin at him now, grateful for his exuberant welcome and the balm it was to her frayed nerves, but her smile faltered when she saw his eyes. He was different. Gone was the spark, the bright golden glow that seemed to shine from within him. Now there were shadows lurking behind his sapphire irises, deep shadows, dark shadows, shadows that told her all his good-natured joking was a studied act, a slick veneer to cover up what was hurting and broken inside him. She wasn't sure if it made her feel better or worse, knowing she wasn't the only one irrevocably changed by the assignment. On second thought, she was sure. Worse. It definitely made her feel worse.